What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? It's your boy Chris Style. You are tuned in to the Arrowhead Chief Podcast, episode 134. Hope everybody's having a good Monday afternoon, good Monday morning, depending on where you're at. We got some few things to get into. We got half most of the gang up in here today. We're gonna get into some things. Let's talk Chiefs. Yeah, Arrowhead Chiefs. It's your girl Miss Nicole. We okay. hustle, baby. Uh-huh. Started from the Started bottom, now we here. My homie at the start of his career. Let's go. Try to win him early, hear the truth. Uh-huh. Tune in every Sunday for the juice. Arrowhead Chief Podcast, bringing all the news. Yes, if you miss the play, come back for reviews. Chris Out here repping for the crew. Post-game highlights, go subscribe uh-huh. on YouTube. Uh-huh. If you miss the play, come back for reviews. Post-game highlights, go subscribe uh-huh. on YouTube. Uh-huh. Hey. We are back, Arrowhead to you podcast. Thank you for everybody who's tuning in. Hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, hit the notification button so that when we do pop up with our lives, you'll get that notification to know that you could jump in with us, hit, get into the comment section and talk about whatever we talk about today. So what's up, fellas? How y'all doing? I'm chilling, bro. What is this, the last full week without uh, any football news? So this week oh, over. There's been some that's news. That's it. That's it. <laughs> that's it after this week. That's it, dog. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Right now it's about it some true. of the summer league right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. I ain't been paying on it. Summer league? Yeah. Yeah. I ain't got time for that. Yeah, had a good game though. I will say that. They was trying to write him off like after one game. Like, yeah, buddy, buddy. One freaking game. Like, he's Nerd. a boss. Get him out of here. I ain't got, I ain't, I ain't got time for, for summer league. Basketball season over in my book. I hear you. It's the quiet storm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel you. That's just me. How y'all feel about that? How you feel about that tournament? I think it's cool. Brings life to the NBA a little bit. That's what I think. Still don't change the fact he don't play no defense, but <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be cool. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. Oh, where do you go? He got booted again. No, he. Uh, oh, he's switching his laptop. That's what he's doing. So to the laptop. All right, fellas, let's get into it, man. We got some things to talk about. Chief headlines now. Trust me, I'm tired of talking about this man. He's like the Damian Lillard of the NBA right now. But D-Hop. Now, there was a report today that D-Hop is pretty much waiting for Chris Jones to get his deal done, extension, so he can wait for the Chiefs to get a little bit more money so they can make him an offer. Now, here's my thing about the D-Hop situation. There's pros and cons to it. The pro is that now Travis Kelsey won't be as so – they won't be so codependent on Travis Kelsey. He can get a little bit more rest during the season that he'll be ready for the playoffs. The con is the development of the younger receivers. 
the Sky Moors, the Rasheed Rice, you know, even Justin Ross. You know, we don't – if D-Hop joins his team, his his chances of making the roster is slim pickings. Like, he would have to have one of the greatest <laughs> pro season or training camps, preseason games, 100 yards a game for him to even make this roster. So, Mark, how do you feel about the whole D-Hop situation? I'm right there, right there with you on that. I mean, it's going to impact the development of your receivers, obviously. Um, as far as everybody's talking about, we, some people had uh, Justin Ross as a sleeper to be able to develop and whatnot. And I pretty much had my mindset like, okay, they're probably set already as far as receiver. I mean, when we talk about the whole thing, him was time with the agent, but uh, man. I mean, I definitely don't want to see that that hurt the progression of our young receivers, you know, whether it be the um, Ross and uh, Rice and, of course, uh, Sky Moore. But um, I don't know. It's going to be it's going to be interesting. I just think um, if they get this whole Chris Jones deal done this week, I'll tell you what, I'll raise my expectation from a two percent chance to a 10 percent chance at the very most. Um, Do I have a preference? No, I think either way is you know the Chiefs. The Chiefs are going to be the Chiefs. That's what they're going to do. I mean, I I, I don't. It's like if I'm not going to be mad if we get them. If we get hot, D hop, I'm not going to be mad if we don't get them. We'll just have to see. Right. Is on me. Yeah, go ahead. Um, um, I mean, we've already discussed this at nauseum about yeah. D hop coming and what that could potentially provide them with. I mean. You know, think back to uh, was that a couple of days ago we had that conversation about Sky Moore mm-hmm. as opposed mm-hmm. to MBS. Like in that room, at some point, there's going to have to be a lead dog at some point. Right. You know what I'm saying? Throughout the course of this year, there's going to be one guy that separates himself. Like last year, that that guy was Juju. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like so with within this young core. The question mark is going to be who's going to step up if it's not D Hop. You know what I mean? But if mm-hmm. D Hop comes, you automatically, everybody's automatically going to defer to him. You know, he can still be the double coverage. Mm-hmm. His routes are still deceptive. He can still get over the top on a secondary in the blink of an eye. He's covering ground like he's a rookie. He's still got that. Um, I don't think that him coming, um, sets Rasheed Rice's growth behind because you look at Andy Reid and his history with young guys anyway. Unless four come in and he blowing the doors off and you can see a huge separation and he's got it, he's a pro's pro, straight out of the gate, more than likely they're not going to spoon feed him a lot over that first couple of preseason games, the first couple of regular season games, it's going to be a slow progression, uh, much like we saw with Sky last year. So, I mean, I I would love to have D-Hop come in, you know, because it it takes all the guesswork out of, okay, so who's going to be that lead dog in that room? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if D-Hop don't come, that gives that opportunity to Scott Moore, which I think it's only right that, his mental should be, I'm finna come in and be that lead dog regardless. Right. You know, for as much as MBS has this history in the league, MBS hasn't been consistently healthy throughout his entire career. 
You know, I think that's the biggest knock on him is just his health, availability. Mm-hmm. So I think it has to be Sky that's going to be the one to step up and, and take that lead role. But, again, if D-Hop comes, great. You know what I'm saying? Chris Chris is, is goes without a doubt that that has to get done. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The question is, is the number that they can come back to D-Hop with, is he going to be comfortable enough to say, I can take this money, potentially go to a Super Bowl and get a ring and then be able to parlay that this next year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because the money will be a lot better and teams are not going to wait until training camp to get that deal done with him. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, that that's, that's basically what's on the table right now. In my yeah. opinion. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Cause you know, if D hop comes to the chiefs and let's say, you know, we go back to back Super Bowl wins. Next year, he could just pick any team. Like he don't have to go to a Super Bowl yep. contender. Yep. He can go sign with the Texans and get yep. the best deal from yep. a, you know a bad team or whatever because mm-hmm. he got his ring already. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? That's solid- he's going to be a solidified Hall of Famer regardless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If he goes to the Texans or the Cardinals, goes back to the Card or you know whatever, he goes to a bad team, mm-hmm. goes to the Raiders, whatever. He goes to a team that may not be a championship team, but he already got his ring this year, mm-hmm. and he put up good, decent numbers with Patrick Mahomes. I, that that's he could take a lot less whatever right. the Titans or the or the yeah. Patriots are offering him. He could take a little bit less from the Chiefs this year to to recoup that next year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yep. what I'm saying? Because because right. because the, the team see him. Um, being good because I mean, look, they signed their guys like Robert Woods and, and you know, guys like that to be veteran leaders on t- some of these young cores on these bad teams. That's what D Hop can be next year to some team. So, and l- let me let me add this too, uh, to piggyback off of what, what y'all was saying. Here's something else to think about with D Hop this would be the first time throughout his entire career that he would be playing with a marquee quarterback. Mm-hmm. Even when Kyler was was at his height, and Kyler played great those first two years that D-Hop was there, first year, whatever, mm-hmm. he was great. But D-Hop, this will be the first time where he's with a guy that is completely making his job ten times easier, mm-hmm. number one. Mm-hmm. The, the room that's around him has a championship mentality, so availability won't be an issue. Like if an MVS goes down – you know a Sky's coming in there to fill those shoes. You know a Justin Watson is coming in there to fill those shoes. So D-Hop wouldn't have to feel like the pressure's on him, not to mention Travis. You know what I mean? Not to mention Jody and Noah. You know what I'm saying? And what, what the backfield provides is in the passing game. But D-Hop would actually be playing with a quarterback who is so sound at his position. Doesn't make bad throws. Doesn't waste bad – doesn't waste throws can process the defense quickly and get the ball out of his hands. So D hop is not exposed to bad hits. Like this would be the first time that D hop would be with one of those guys. And we yep. would finally get to see just how special D hop truly is. Cause I don't think even, even, even though he's been in the league this long, I don't think we've been able to see his potential since he left Clemson just because of the quarterbacks he's had to play with. I mean, Deshaun Watson wasn't bad. D- yeah, Deshaun was was decent. Deshaun was dope. Don't get me wrong. Deshaun was dope. 
But he's not 15, though. You know no, I mean? no, no, he's not. No, he's not. He's definitely it's not like time or, or yeah. I think even with the angle, as far as what you're going, I, I, it's like as far as what, you know, we were talking about the Texans and all that stuff, it was basically D-Hop. You talk about Arizona, it was D-Hop. It's like it's a, if he goes to somebody like Kansas City and everything, ain't, the pressure ain't necessarily on him. It could be. It's gonna be on Kelsey. It's gonna be on fifteen. He's gonna be able to do that. And mm-hmm. and the beauty of it is he gets to pick his spot. He gets picked his landing spot. His last two experiences with trades. And another player that I think this will help out with D Hop coming over is Kadarius Tony because now he doesn't have to get that wear and tear on his body. You know, you can preserve him a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to worry about hitting them hamstrings. You know, because they they were gonna look at him as the number one. They've been telling us all off season he's the guy. <laughs> and then we all know Veach loved him when he was coming out of the draft. That was mm-hmm. he, he wanted him, but for you know the Giants end up picking him, but they got him now. But yeah, D Hop would definitely help a Kadarius Tony health wise. Now you don't have yeah. to depend on him so much. You know what I'm saying? So you can pick your spots with Kadarius Tony. So yeah, I agree. I'm gonna agree. Like, like I said, I, I'm all for D Hop coming to the squad. If D, if DeAndre Hop comes to the Chiefs, then <laughs> are you with that Hopkins jersey though? I might have to. <laughs> Even if it's only a one year thing, I might have. I probably have to. Yeah, he gonna grab that quick. <laughs> <laughs> might have to. Might have to. Gonna be oh, his yeah. profile pic on Twitter and everything. Him just okay. standing there with two thumbs up like Fonzie in his. D-Hop okay. jersey. Okay, I ain't doing all that. I ain't going to do all that. <laughs> but, uh, all right, fellas, let's switch up a little bit. Um, now, last, was it last week, ESPN put out a, a thing saying that the Kansas City Chiefs are the best roster in the NFL. Now, right after them, they had the Eagles, they had Buffalo, they had Miami, they had Cincinnati, Dallas, Chargers, San Francisco, Cleveland, and New York Jets. Do you guys agree that the Kansas City Chiefs are the number one roster in the NFL? I'm going to start with you, Clarence. So they said the Chiefs were the number one roster? Uh-huh. Yeah, I'll buy that. If the only question mark is that tackle, which is a huge, a huge concern, mm-hmm. but you have veterans, you have, you know, a Donovan and Jawan. Yeah. Um, you have veterans at those positions. And there's still guys there that can potentially have to step in and man those positions. So while it's it could potentially be an issue, I don't think it's going to be a huge issue. Mm-hmm. So with that, yeah, I would say, yeah, they're top to bottom, best best franchise right now, best team. I give them that. They've proven it. Yeah. Go ahead, I Mark. Think, I think it's all in perspective. I mean, depending on which angle you want to come from, come from with. I believe as far as um, it's one thing you talk about the roster and knowing it's like as far as like based on personnel and we're, obviously we're going to talk from the perspective, you know, pre D hop and all that stuff right now. Um, 
do they have the Chiefs labeled as the number one receiving core right now? No, they don't. Do they have them labeled as the number one defensive um, defensive line right now? No, they don't. They have. Uh, do they have them having some of the top corner stuff like that? No, I don't think. Uh, from that perspective, I'll label them as the number one roster per se, but they're number one in the sense in knowing how to work the roster. That's the that's the perspective that I'm coming from. I'm like this is like when you have Andy Reid and Spags and everything, they don't have the best like as far as with the names on paper, but the fact as far with the development, that's what's made them great in knowing how to uh disguise making a team that's supposed to be somewhere in the middle of the pack when it comes to uh secondaries and all of a sudden they look good because of the schemes and, and whatnot. So would I say they're the number one roster in my opinion? As much as I love the Chiefs, no. But as far as like for them to be able to develop it and what all that they do, that's what makes them look great. But I will say this: I will say they're probably. Um, I give them top five, though, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I think the Chiefs, and I've always felt like this, and this has always been with, since Patrick Mahomes has been here. I've always felt like they've always been best rosterized top heavy wise like they have the best quarterback they have the best tight end they right now they very well have the best defensive tackle and chris jones mm-hmm. you know the, have i ever felt like they've always like of course you could point to buffalo or uh, cincinnati or you know eagles maybe they have a better top end receiving core you know, but like you said, Mark, the way they construct their roster and they knowing their team and knowing how to work that roster, they are very well the best team, the best roster in the league because they know what they're doing with their roster. It's just not just throwing a bunch of dudes on the team and saying, we're going to make this work because we got that guy, this guy, and this guy. Kind of like how everybody else, Buffalo did it with Von Miller, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Chargers did it getting Khalil Mack on one side and J.C. Jackson and all these other guys, whereas in the Chiefs went a different route. They yep. everybody while everybody was zigging, they zagged. <laughs> yep, you know what I'm saying. So they was like, "Nah, we gonna go young. We gonna go get a Trent McDuffie. We are gonna get a Jalen Watson. We gonna get a Joshua Williams. We are gonna get a Brian Cooks. We gonna add a veteran and just three. So said there's four teams ahead of them. Huh? He said there's four teams ahead of the Chiefs. Oh, Mark? Yep. If, if I would not say ahead in per se, but I'll say like they're somewhere in the top five. It's like as far as like going off the top of my head. I mean, they could be three, they could be four. They could I mean, I, I don't know as far as in that regards, but I don't think as far as like them being the top, as far as like from perspective, I don't say that because even so, you know, with the 49, and even so, just look at some of the lists that they put out there and whatnot, especially defensive-wise, they don't have they they weren't even giving Bolton that much respect. Which is absolutely crazy. You watch them. You watch them. Mm-hmm. They yeah, don't. But, but yeah, we know that. Because even you would agree, Clarence, that San Francisco defense is better than the Chiefs defense. Last year it was by leaps and bounds. Yeah. The yeah. roster, like the we just talking roster. We're not talking about oh, they're the like roster wise. But, but we watch the Chiefs, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree because even so, it's quite more in depth than what. As quiet as it's kept, and they just kind of bring the argument as far as with the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, how they were talking about. Well, if the it's like if the uh, 
the field was writing all this other stuff because they had the number one team in sacks and stuff like that. Well, who was the number two team right behind them in sacks too? That's all part of the schematics and what they what they do with their personnel. But, but yeah, uh, yeah, I, uh, I that definitely takes account though as far as clearance. Those like the fact that we know and we watch them though. It's like, I definitely agree with you to that. It's like you know, but they people see what they want to see and they go what they want to go with. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I'm I'm not mad at them being named the number one team a roster yeah. in the league because I get it. I get why they're saying that. But I'm just saying if we're being objective over here, we know that San Francisco's defensive line is better than the Chiefs' defensive line, even though Chris Jones is probably better than individually, better than maybe outside of Nick Bosa. Maybe Nick Bosa is on the same level. But mm-hmm. other than that, He's probably better than every the second and third and fourth guy on that team, you know. But as a collective, Fred Warner is. I mean, we love Nick Bolton, but Fred Warner is better than Nick Bolton, mm-hmm. <laughs> like from a from an all around perspective. It's. I think it's closer. I hear you, Clance. I think it's closer than what people give credit it's, for. It's, like it's, yeah. it's a lot closer, surprisingly. I think and Nick Bolton is better than. Warner I think. Yeah, I think Nick Bolton does a lot of things that Fred Warner and a lot of that was the knock on Nick Bolton was his covering skills. I think he's he's improved that yeah. from year one to year two. <laughs> like and Fred so, Warner's not closing out games with picks. Yeah, no, he's not. He's not closing out division games with picks. Yeah, you know? no, you're right. As great as Fred Warner is, and y'all know, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. but. I, I just think I, I just think from bottom, this perspective. Go ahead, Clarence. Right, top to bottom right now. I mean, if the if the standard is the 49ers defense, I don't think there's a huge drop off with the Chiefs defense anymore. Mm-hmm. I think I think especially now, because we have the we we've got young guys who have who have proven themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like other teams that are in this situation where they got young secondaries and there's a, a big, huge cloud of doubt over them. Mm-hmm. We actually had these young guys go through an entire year, get to the Super Bowl, and now they're working into their second year in this offseason program with championship pedigree attached to them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that just that alone and the fact that we took an L – we're losing 55, Frank. Mm-hmm. But what we get from Amenahue, his versatility alone, for him, for him not to be the typical size that you want, like closer to a Chris Jones size, just because of the fact that San Francisco moved him, kicked him inside on pass downs mm-hmm. last year so much. Like, and now he's coming to Kansas City. He's gonna be able to do his thing at his natural position, like that with George, that experience with Kirk, with you know Dana. that rotation, Mike Dana, who can play rush rush uh DT. You know what I'm saying? Like that whole unit as a whole, I think it's gonna be so much improved. That's why I've been trying to keep this to myself. Because I don't want to jinx it, but I think this is top five. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I really think it's top five. I do too. 
I think the, the scary part about it is it was like we were talking about, you know, a whole bunch of rookies on that defensive side, you know, obviously with Karloftis and, main, and mainly the secondary. We didn't know – we did not expect the secondary to progress this fast at all. And obviously schematically you're kind of limited because you're trying to get these um, rookies to game speed and dealing with some of the experience. And you saw, I mean, some of it is like even in the Super Bowl, how it was affected. They were a completely different team in the – second half of the season than they were in the first mm-hmm. so you're looking at that expectation along with sneed and how he's developed too because we saw him develop as the season better and not, not enough people are giving them respect and talking about what he does so, and it helped them moving off of fenton so early yep. they're moving off of fenton as early as they did it helped so much because it allowed them to get that playing time that they needed because mm-hmm. if Fenton would have been here till that 49ers game, after that 49ers game, you're talking about four games that they wouldn't have had that experience. Think about who they faced over that four-game span, too. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So, Especially in the game where uh, Sneed got hurt. I think that, that was the one, right, where Sneed got hurt? That was what made the difference. It was like we started to see mm-hmm. how he's developing. Mm-hmm. Could they rise mm-hmm. the moment? They, 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 mm-hmm. they went beyond the expectations. The mm-hmm. AFC Championship game. Yeah, that showed everything I need. I was like, okay. Yep. But think about it. you lose Snead and you like, oh, we got McDuffie, Williams, and Watson. Like, and Cook. Cook. You know what I'm saying? Like, against arguably the best wide receiver room in the league. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way. There's no way we can overcome this. This is got to be a shootout. Because we 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 don't have it in the secondary, and then but even, boom, but even so, I mean? though I think um, prior to that, though even the Locked first time they played the Chiefs and when they played the Chiefs, when the Chiefs played the Bengals in the regular season, obviously they didn't show all their cards. But the fact that they were able just to maintain and stay in that, and I was like, this is a pretty good prelude. As but Sneed was out there that game. Yeah, that's why I was looking. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not really worried. Some people were in panic mode, stuff like that. I said, I'm not really worried. Even when they were losing to teams like the Bills, it was the fashion that they were losing. I'm like. I'm okay with this game. There's no reason to overreact and be like, oh, they're dropping out. But that needed to happen because I think uh, Gabe Davis cooked uh, Williams in the first half before halftime in that Buffalo game. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you see he didn't make the same mistakes later in the year. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? He didn't didn't, didn't make the same mistakes against Devontae that he made earlier in the year. You know what I'm saying? Like they just – they grew off of all the mistakes, and that was huge for him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Now you got a kid like uh homeboy from Virginia Tech coming in. Oh, Samari Connor. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Now you got him coming in. So if somebody is is having a sophomore slump, God forbid, you know what I mean? You got a hungry dude that's waiting. Even um, that even that kid from ball state that they drafted in the yep. seventh round, Nick Jones. Yep, he like yep. he a ball, he like he a ball hawk. Yep. <laughs> now they got kids that can come in and fill those shoes, mm-hmm. which is but huge I, for them, man. But I think that puts the veteran, and even here's another perspective. They're actually gonna put the veterans on a high alert too. Like mm-hmm. look, they can be mm-hmm. replaced. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. They proved it within the last year. Mm-hmm. I think they say like nine out of the nine or ten out of the eleven were absolutely productive or had mm-hmm. something. It was, like, it was a high number. I'm like, that's mm-hmm. not normal. You can't you can't have a slump on this defense because they got guys that can step in and fill that spot. Why they get Drew Tranquil if they was just like, all right, we we not gonna have a, a drop off between Bolton and Gay. Nah, we gonna go get Drew. 
You know what I'm saying? Just in case Willie not on. God forbid one of them get hurt. You know what or, I'm saying? Or or Chanel or Chanel don't take don't take that next step. Yeah, yeah. That was a that was because if the secondary wasn't that successful, there's no way to go out there and tranquil. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Real quick, uh, we got a question from Aaron Roach. He said, "What's y'all thoughts on how the Chiefs would do this season?" Go ahead, Mark. They'll be fine. I expect them to be among the elite. I mean, it's proven. Um, I think um, the question, and that's more so of a later segue to another discussion. I think just more so the focus element, which I think will still be intact because um, a lot of veterans there. They it's like you you had the opportunity to run it back, and obviously they fell short when they ran to a beast and. Uh, more so, I'm gonna say more so. The beast was more injuries more than anything because he got the Super Bowl and then their line was depleted. But mm-hmm. I think that focus element and and you know you have it coming off the COVID year and blah 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 and what that was gonna look like. But um, I think we'll di- go into more into that when we get to the next time. But I think they'll be just fine. Um, me personally, I, I think it's it's a uh, either a 14 and three or 13 and four win team. Yeah. And I, I don't know how how it shakes. I mean, maybe it depends on you know how how big of a gap there is between them and the rest of the AFC. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying that they can let their foot off of the gas a little bit. But I definitely think it's a 14 and three, 13 and four uh, record team. Just locking up first place is going to be the challenge. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I, I would be okay with them, you know, just conceding. I mean, obviously, we want that AFC title game always to be an arrowhead. Of course. But any true champ can can do it on the road, too. So, I, I don't think that this team is – is while that's, that's something that they always want to accomplish, I think they just like, let's just get there and handle business like we always handle it, mm-hmm. you know, because you can't – I mean, while you want to get wrapped up in it, you know, think about the additions from other teams and, and the oh, reason yeah. why. Let's crack them. What's up with it, bud? Uh, but but yeah, like I th- I think they're gonna it's gonna be business as usual. You know what I mean? Like they the champs for a reason. They've done this. You know what I'm saying? Like they are the team with the most experience right now, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know they've been there. What three times now? Mm-hmm. And everybody else that's one one that's still in the league has only been there once. So they're the team with the most experience. You got to get them that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, I it's agree. The, it's New England all over again. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I just I feel like like you said, fourteen and three, mm-hmm. fourteen and two, thirteen and four. You know, mm-hmm. I, I I mean, I we all expect them to win the division mm-hmm. <laughs> as usual. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Do I th- am I sitting here saying do I think the Broncos might be a little bit better? Of course, Sean Payton yeah. is a good, a great, a very good coach. Yeah. Um, do I think the Chargers will be better with Kellen Moore calling the plays? Yes, I do think yeah. they'll be better. The Raiders are going to be trashed. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I just I've never liked Josh McDaniels. I've never liked them. They don't know if Jimmy G's gonna even be healthy for the mm-hmm. season. Like mm-hmm. he might not even start. He might be on the POP PUP list. Like mm-hmm. Josh Jacobs <laughs> uncertainty with Josh Jacobs if he gonna play. Yeah, like, yeah. so it's yeah, a bad I, situation in Vegas. 
Yeah, so uh, I expect us to win this division, and I expect it to be right there in the AFC mm-hmm. Championship mm-hmm. again. They all had invitational still intact. That's my expectations. I'm sorry. They spoiled us. We spoiled over here, man. Yeah. You can't give get, us five straight. And and think, like, of, uh, think about perspective. Like, they could get the number two. Mm-hmm. Hell, they could even get the number three and still end up playing this John right back in here. <laughs> still, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not gonna lie though. It's like the crazy part. We're so spoiled that we forget that Patrick Mahomes has yet to play a road game in the playoffs. Yeah, I don't no. think they bothered by it though. That's they great. I think, I I think, think they, they're, they're looking fun. forward to it. I yeah. really think they're looking forward to it. I think they be you know, you know, Andy loves a challenge. You know, oh, yeah. Pat loves a challenge. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Oh, he got to play a road game. That's how, that's how, that's usually how they think too. He never played a road game, so we don't know what to expect. Really, yeah. <laughs> business as usual. So. Right. I mean, they were what fourteen and three last year, right? Hmm. We expect more of the same because realistically, even the three that they lost. I mean, we talk about the combined total, how much they lost by, but it was in it was just more so how they lost too. And yeah. the common denominator between all three of those games really was uh one one key turnover in a. Uh, Special teams uh, gaff. That's typically how it was. And one of those games was Indy. So easy, we could have said that we could have been fifteen and two last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like I said, um, I'm still, I still agree. I think they're probably going to be. Um, if we had to put a record on there, I'll, I'll, I'll be bold and say fourteen and three. They can still finish on that. I mean, barring no injuries and all that stuff. And right. the scare we had was uh, with Patrick Mahomes was him being that ankle injury. Yeah. But if he was able to still get it done with an ankle injury. I'm not bothered. And uh, we get D Hop now. <laughs> then that's what you know. What if we get D Hop, we're going to have to start to mute that whole pursuit of perfection. I don't want to even remotely talk about that. Nobody. D Hop comes. I'm gonna go out on a limb right now. D Hop comes. Pat probably throws for fifty. He breaks a pace record. I think it'll be 58. He breaking Peyton Woo. record? Yeah, easy. I'd love, love to see it. I'd love to see it. He can, it. too. I strongly believe it. <laughs> comes, listen, that means there's no – you don't need to run the football ever, number one. <laughs> number two, Patrick is not that fast and processing that quick. Like, what are we doing? You know what I'm saying? Travis over 100. D-Hop over 100. Yeah, yeah, MVS yeah. is going to grab at least 70, 80. Then you got Sky Moore with 65. Like, 5,800, easy. He'll have that 5,800 by week 15. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah, yeah. Be, this, if we get D-Hop, it might be the greatest season from a team <laughs> ever. I just want to get to a point where we get to the fourth quarter and, and you know, we pretty much just chilling, just ain't, ain't, got, ain't got no sweat beads coming down the side of my face. Yeah, man. I, that, that's where the defense comes in at. But mm-hmm. let's segue. Let's segue. Justin Reed, he just put he, – he was in an article recently, and he was talking about this year's team, and he said, honestly, we uh, – the page is already turned. We're out there working, chasing another championship. Mm-hmm. Every year is different. We got an even bigger target on our back than last year. Mm-hmm. We get to enjoy that moment as far as the mentality in the room. We're working to continue this dynasty, and we'll do what we did last year and not just rest on our laurels. Mm-hmm. We are right now, like years ahead of where we were last year at this time, 
it's really exciting. Mm-hmm. And that's something I wanted to touch on was, and Mark touched on it a little bit, when we won the Super Bowl against San Francisco in that following year, and mind you, there was way more veterans. You still had Tyron Mavi, you had Frank Clark. Um, it, like, it was veterans all around. You know what I'm saying? So say what you want about Anthony Hitchens. Anthony Hitchens was a veteran. You know, like, they had some guys that were veteran leaderships back then. Um, and we what we go like 15 and what we go 15 and one that year, 15 2? Two, I think. But there was just it was just that that year you could tell they were sleepwalking through the through the season. Like there was games where they would just flip the switch and score like real quick, and then they would like win the game. But there was a lot of times where they would just the game would be too close for comfort. <laughs> Teams mm-hmm. would be sticking around. And then it would just be like it just seemed like Patrick and then would be like, all right, y'all, we gotta start playing, y'all. And then they would just him, Tyreek, and all they would just rattle off like touchdowns, like this quick. <laughs> and I just I'm wondering, do you guys see that from this team being that they're younger? You know what I'm saying? Can you see them kind of being like, oh, you know, we can sleepwalk and still turn it up? Or do you see them coming out? With more so youth, youthful energy, like nah, man, we got to keep this going. Like, <laughs> I want to taste that Super Bowl again. I think kudos to to Andy, to Pat, Chris, you know, Frank, everybody that was there going into training camp last year, because they set a precedence of how business is handled, how things get done. So you're going to go into this year's training camp and it's going to be all business. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody's taking their foot off the gas because now they know how to win it. They know how hard they got to work in order to be at the top at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So they know anything less of what they did last year is not going to get them the end result that they want. They know what it takes mm-hmm. to win that ring. They know how how the, the highs and the lows, the peaks in between, like they got it. They know what to expect. So they won't be blindsided by nothing this year. So that's why I don't I don't think you'll see a, a, a lot of uh, swagger. You know what I'm saying? Like you ain't going to have cats coming out there with their chest all poked out like we – we the champs, like y'all gotta play, y'all got y'all gotta bring y'all A game in order to beat us. Like they know they're gonna have to play twice as twice as good this year because now they are the hunted again. They were the hunted last year, but you had the Rams who had won a ring. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, they they moved back in that list of teams that needed to get their ass kicked. But now they won this ring, like everybody got them circled like. Yeah, we got to beat their ass, and we got to set a tone, and we got to handle it a certain kind of way to let everybody else know. Y'all see what we did to Kansas City? You can get this too. And, they, and, and you know, Pat and Travis and Andy, Chris, they not they not going to let that happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We always say when they lose, it's because they beat themselves. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Go back mm-hmm. to the coach game. They beat themselves in that coach yeah. game. <laughs> No team ever comes in there and just flat out beat them, with the exception to that one game 
two years ago, the Sunday night game, Buffalo came into town. And even then, that was more on them because you had too many blown coverages. You know what I'm saying? Like, they beat themselves. It's okay. It's okay. Number 49, that remains named. It's okay. It's okay because they got two rings. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you, you you can you can live with that one. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I, I I process that and I live with that a lot better. That that entire team was dealing with a lot from the COVID to the offensive line issues to the offense never getting on, on board fully throughout that entire year. Like it was so much that you just kind of saw it. We just all just thought they would just be able to squeak by and be able to win that one and then address everything. But we all knew that entire year it was a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of problems. That ass kicking in Nashville that year was evident. Yeah, I remember I yeah. remember that game because – Touchdown, I think, that game. Yeah. yeah I, I remember that game because I had actually – that night before I went out, I had a little bit too much to mm-hmm. drink. <laughs> mm-hmm. I had a little bit much, too much to drink, and I wake mm-hmm. up. And my, my boy, mm-hmm. shout out to my boy Jamal, he a big Titans fan. And I'm I see my text message, tighten up. I'm like, wait, mm-hmm. what's going on? Mm-hmm. I turned the game. I'm like, what is mm-hmm. going on? Mm-hmm. I mean, just in football that whole year. That Panthers smoked. game that year was oh, a little yeah. shaky. You know what I'm yeah. saying? The Jets game was a little mm-hmm. shaky. Like mm-hmm. they just never had their foot in that entire year. Mm-hmm. I don't I just don't see that out of this team though. You know what I'm saying? Justin Reed has has his mental wrapped around the fact that appreciating what he's got. Coming from Texans where they can't get mm-hmm. to the playoffs to coming to Kansas City and getting a Super Bowl ring. You know what I'm saying? Like George, that extra time he had with Frank last summer. You know what I mean? He knows how to be a leader. Trent, in my opinion, I think Trent was always groomed to be a lockdown, top-notch corner in this league. From the way he conducts himself, everything. He's a pro's pro. Like, yeah, yeah. I just I, I don't see a drop-off. No way. I don't either. I don't either. I don't First either. of all, I mean, even to add on to that, um, Reed, I think I saw the maturity to um, – on him throughout this, like even go back to the first time they played Cincinnati and all that stuff. He was yapping his trap and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you're talking like you've been part of like this whole thing for the last year. You just got here. I just need you to shut up. And I think his just focus just was not there. Completely different story when he played him the second time around. Just like obviously we know the secondary it really came on them to step up and they did what they're supposed to do. So mm-hmm. even shout out to Justin Reese farther how he handled himself as far as with that interview. Um second um even just dealing with this team in, in general, the schedule, the expectations and everything, that was nothing but fire pretty much that was put to them. As far as with them being picked to be third or possibly last, you know, there was everybody was talking about the whole thing, you know, with Devontae Adams going over there and the Broncos Im- improved. And, the, you know, we always know about that talk about the Chargers and everything. The Chargers going to win it. This is going to be their year. We've been saying that for the last 10, 15 years. It's still the same result. And then, and and for this part also on the other side um, was yeah, and also let's talk about this. You can even throw out the low expectations of Bolton too. Nobody talked about him. I think uh, me and Chris talked about him before last year. Um, you said the expectation for Bolton. I said I would not be surprised if he was among the leaders in tackles, and he came up number two 
could have been number one, but obviously, you know, Jacksonville, they had to do their thing too. But the schedule is what prepared them, I think, to even get to this moment. It's like as far as them having one of the toughest schedules out the gate, they, they were like, I think it was the first time in history where they had um, faced all the previous teams, like the first eight games were against previous playoff opponents. That was one. They were one of the few teams where they had to go, I think two or three teams where they had to have three consecutive road games. They pretty much had every obstacle thrown at them and then the possibility of what could have happened in the, in the playoffs had the Bills done their job, but we know what happened there. So everything that was possibly thrown at them, especially with these rookies and everything that you could have thrown at them, every wrench you could have done to discourage them, but for them to win the championship at it all, it just pretty much shows that no matter what the expectation is, they're going to blow right through it. So I like I, I believe this team is going to be fine. They still got their coaching staff intact. I mean, granted, the enemy is going to do their thing, but I think they'll be just fine as long as Reed, you know, as long as you got a coach like Reed. And everybody loved playing for that man. He's like, you don't hear much like negative or or anything to say about him, but they'll be fine. They'll still be taking care of business, they'll still be running the division. They'll be just fine. But um for Justin Reed, you know, with him, as far as like, I have high expectations, even with the safety, I will say this. I had a few concerns with the safety position, like from the first half, but then it started to click. I'll probably say like right around like the, that, that final third. So I'm like, okay, and I said they're gonna be just fine. They're gonna do what they do, and they took care of business, did with everything accordingly. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm excited for this team, especially this defense. That's what I'm excited for to see what this defense can do with all these young guys coming back. Um, and then they added to it with the Charles Aminu. You get FAU in the draft, who mm-hmm. as a pass rusher in college at K State. He was a little mm-hmm. bit. Of, he was a little light years ahead of George. Like mm-hmm. George had to learn moves. This kid mm-hmm. got moves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if he gonna be a rotational pass rusher and come in, like I don't know, we might be number one in sacks this year. Like especially with Chris get his deal done, you know he gonna get paid. He gonna be feeling good. He gonna go out there and try to get the sack rate. He's already talking about he wants to be defensive player of the year. So and usually when Chris say something, he go after it. You know what I'm saying? So. I'm excited for this defense. You know, I think Justin Reed, he's already established himself as the leader in that room. Um, he's taking that Tyron Matthew role and, and, you know what I'm saying, put it on his jacket. So, I, I'm like I said, I'm excited. And I don't think this team is going to rest on their laurels. I think Patrick and Travis and all them, they're not going to let that happen. So, so let me – so, Boog put – we get D-Hop, 07 Pats. Like and, and for real, for real, I think I think it would actually be a possibility too. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Maybe, I mean, maybe sacrifice one L, and that's just strictly because you know trying to get him a week off. But even then, like, do you Same. give them an extra week off when they got to buy and everything anyway? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, so that that that's. That's the conundrum they would be faced with. Like, mm-hmm. do we want to sit them and, you know, let them get this by and then they come back? Maybe they a little rusty, they a little off. Team jump out on them 21, nothing again. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you can't have it both ways. You're going to have to give up something. But I'm just saying, like, I I, I kind of agree with Boogie on this. Like, mm-hmm. they probably could challenge that 07 team and be like, we doper. 
You know what I'm saying? Just flat out, we doper. You know what I mean? Like, and let me tell you something. I know yeah. Bug, and I know Bug don't like hearing this because anytime we talk about Patrick Mahomes being better than Tom Brady, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, he, he, you know he he don't like that type of talk. But I'm gonna tell you right now. You let, nice, you let Patrick Mahomes go have an undefeated season, something that Tom mm-hmm. Brady couldn't finish. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mama, mm-hmm. Might have a conversation. That's about to be a different, yeah, that's going to be a whole different conversation. It's going to be, we're going to have a whole different parade. We're going to be doing a whole. I mean, it can happen, though. You know what I'm saying? It can happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's, it's a real possibility. And a D hop to this equation, mm-hmm. it could potentially get you that. You feel mm-hmm. me? Like Pat's like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna tell you right now. If that last game of the season in there was 17, it would be 17 and 0. 17, 17 and 0. 17 and 0. And and they got to play the Chargers. I, I guarantee you, Patrick gonna be like, "Nah, we playing this." Game. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's get this one. You know what no, I'm saying? We Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm getting this. I'm gonna so, try to get this right. So, so hold up. So, so, so Boogie think that Tom Brady is the goat of all goats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come on, Boogie. You know better. TV. You know better, bro. Come on. Don't do this. <laughs> Don't do this. There is. There's no. There will be absolutely no discussion. The Chiefs would have run the table all the way, bro. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, they get D hop. I guarantee you they going 17 and 0 and running all the way to the Super Bowl. I mean they'll do something. They'll do some time ain't do. That's right. How many they putting up a game? That's right, Boogie. That's right, Boogie. You heard it. They'll do something that Tom can't do. Tom ain't do. How many are they putting up a game if, if they do get D hop? Uh, they putting 35 at least. Yeah, I, I, I'd say they'd average 35. Because it'd be too easy. No lead for another team would be safe. They'd be able to cut them leads just like that again. You know what I'm saying? Like and and, and now you're talking about a, a dude that's what year seven? Is this year mm-hmm. seven? Mm-hmm. Talking about a dude that's year seven can process defenses so fast. Like you listen to Travis talk about the way he processes. He's processing so fast, and his memory is so on point when it comes to defenses that he's seen before. Mm-hmm. Like he's still going back to defenses he saw his rookie year. Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I saw this my rookie year. I know this, 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 boom, 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 boom. So he's able to process, digest, and get the ball out where it needs to go mm-hmm. on time, all the time. Like he's operating on a totally different level, bro. Totally different. Looking at what you say now, we're talking about a quarterback now that's entering into his prime. I, I personally don't think he's entering into his prime yet. No, I mean he's crazy. Like the game is moving like this to you. Yes, bro. <laughs> yes. yes, dog. Whereas when we was out there, that be. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is Patrick. He like, oh, wide open. Chip. Yes. <laughs> and it's you add reason. then you add to the fact that he got an arm like Dan Marino. You know what I'm saying? Like he got the athleticism where he can do all kinds of crazy stuff and throw it off platform. Like that's scary, bro. That you got to deal with that. 
No little passes. Do the cerebral up here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he can do all that other athletic stuff. So he can mm-hmm. run when he need to run. Throw it off his back foot 50 yards, 60 yards down the field. Like that's crazy, man. That's still that's still crazy to me though. We got that guy in Kansas City. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can take Leach. Yeah, of course. You know what I'm saying? They tried to take his credit away from him, but you know. Imagine what would have happened had Andy said, We're gonna we're gonna wait a year before Ken Dorsey steps down. We're gonna give him one more year. That's all that's the uh, that's that's the biggest difference. One year is the difference. Because if he stays a year longer, we don't get pat. We don't get pat if he stays one more year younger, longer. Yeah, he already he had already messed up the cap. <laughs> yeah, and the thing, the best part about it was, from the way they tell the story, Beach had his eye on Pat from the moment he saw him play at Texas Tech, mm-hmm. which was I from from the way the story is always told, is told from the from the point that. He he wanted Pat before he had even stepped into his promotion. Mm-hmm. Like he was trying to convince Andy and Dorsey about Pat. You know what I'm saying? And for whatever reason, they ignored it, didn't trust it, whatever. Then Ken Dorsey gets fired. Veach steps into that role, and immediately the first thing he does is locks up Pat. Yeah, like he knew that he knew he wanted Pat for like two years. From the way the story is told. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was showing film to mm-hmm. Andy and John Dorsey mm-hmm. and all of them. And yeah. And and, the, and it's hard because you got to think about it too. Like Texas Tech wasn't a juggernaut. Mm-hmm. No. It was all on Pat's Pat's arm. Yeah, bro. You know what I'm saying? The <laughs> win, the losses, it, it was all on number five. You know bro, what I mean? Bro, they, they, they had scores. They had scores of like 35 to 60. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, that's, why, that's why I say his first year when he first started, he was so mm-hmm. used to have playing with a bad defense. Mm-hmm. Like, this was nothing mm-hmm. new to him. Like, mm-hmm. that's what mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for real, for real. So Patrick Mahomes, you're going to bring some milestones this year. You're going to be, you're going to have his uh, 200 uh, passing TD. He's at 192 right now. And then by the by the time he's the year top list in passing TDs, career wise, yeah, you're a long way to go to catch Breeze and uh, <laughs> Brady, obviously. Yeah. yeah, because how many? I mean, depending on D Hop and everything, how many passing touchdowns are we expecting this year? Without D Hop, I say 43, 44. Yeah, about in the 40s. Yeah. With D Hop, I think it's 56. Mm-hmm. So you'd be expecting to be in the top 40 pretty much in passing TDs by the end of the year. Oh, yeah. You're expecting. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? You probably, I mean, there's still active people in there. He's probably going to pass up Derek Carr and Ryan Tannehill the way he's looking <laughs> this year. Like, think about it like this. Okay. Remember last year? After the Titans game, I was so upset because Pat had threw the ball 60-plus times and they didn't. Yeah. 
even offer to run the football. D hop comes in. You don't need to run the football at all if you don't want to. You don't. And you'll be just fine. You would you would you would still have 13, 14 wins. You still have top five offense in the league. You still averaging 30 plus points a game. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's and that's with no identity of a running game. That's no pop getting busy. That's no Clyde, no Jerick, no Prince, nobody running the football every week, maybe three times a game. Mm-hmm. And you would still be able to dominate. Mm. You would still be able to dominate. Yeah, that's how impressive this is, man. I just want to know if they get D Hop. We get to the red zone. Can Patrick Mahomes throw a good fade ball as opposed to these stupid trick plays? I hate seeing that give me heart attacks. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I want to know. I I think it's just based off of how they feel. I like the plays that they call and the shit that oh, they do. Bro. Like I think it's just. They just get bored and just be wanting to try shit. I don't think it's, you know, out of off of anything other than let's just try some shit because we just, right. mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I mean, you got deep drag routes, you got slant routes, you got angle routes, you got all of these very route variations that you could be throwing at people, and you you intentionally make it that much harder for yourself to score. Right. When you do trick play like it's just. That's, they, that's how great they are, though. Andy Reid is acting like he called these plays and everything, like he ain't afraid to empty the chamber. I think it's a never. I think it's an unlimited chamber of trick plays and everything. Yeah. I'm like, Why? It is. It is. My, whole, my gripe has always been with the trick plays. Is can we wait? Can we go up like two scores, three scores, mm-hmm. and then do the trick play? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> don't mm-hmm. do it, and we down. 10. <laughs> do you want to do the little trick play? Like, come on, Andy. That's the, that's the beauty of it. Yeah. It's like Pat said, he got to make it exciting TV, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Got to make it exciting. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's the entertainment clause with that kind of never. What he said, I don't never win a blowout, man. Yeah. You know, I was keeping close, man. I got to get beads. And then you think about it, when's the last blowout that you had? Uh, maybe the San Francisco game. And I wouldn't even call that a blowout. I was close in the first mm-hmm. half. He was close in the first half, and then they mm-hmm. just pulled away. <laughs> See? That's crazy. Yeah. I think for how talented they are, they haven't, like, consistently just been blowing teams out. That's, that's Did we blow the Raiders the last game? Yeah, 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 yeah. Raiders got blown out. I mean, they were running trick play there. That's when they did that ring around. Yeah. And everybody was, yeah. uh, and they called it snow blows. They called it snow blows. I called it, I called it the Raider roulette. I was making my own names for the play. That's how yeah. bad it was. And that homeboy from the Broncos got mad. Oh, think that's just so disrespectful. Then stop it. Don't <laughs> get, blown out. get your 11 guys on your oh, team. balls. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, he was a great lineman. He was an old lineman for the Broncos. Bowles. It was him. It was it Garrett Bowles? It was him. Yeah. And, he, and, he, and also, he's talking about how close it was when we were playing the Chiefs. I think, uh, I think three, it was, it was like two seasons ago. He said something crazy. Yeah. Listen, then stop him. Y'all got a problem with, with how they conduct business? Then stop him. You know what I'm saying? 
But if it was their team, they would feel like somebody's just being a hater. You know what I'm saying? Now y'all, now it's a problem because it's the Chiefs doing it to y'all. You know what I'm saying? But I remember Terrell Davis running into the end zone and saluting the crowd and saluting his teammates, all kinds of shit. You know Rod what I'm saying? Smith, Rod Smith, Rod Smith showing Ed, his ass. And McCaffrey kicking yeah. our asses every week. Yeah. Neil Smith came back <laughs> playing for the Broncos and he doing his his baseball swing on us. You know what I'm saying? Like I remember all of that. You know what I'm saying? Rich Gannon and the Raiders come to town and they just disrespectful. Like I remember all of that. So now it's a problem because Kansas City running y'all ain't gonna be running y'all for the next 15 years. Like y'all done wasted talent and picks. Just to sit there and take his ass whooping every year. Mm-hmm. Last get out the division. <laughs> Last disrespectful get thing. Out. Go, go the play in the South. <laughs> go play in the South. You know what I'm saying? Y'all don't like it? Then get out. <laughs> There's the door. Get out. Get the Raiders have recovered ever since they stood on the logo. Yeah. See? Mm-hmm. They, 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 <laughs> but the Chiefs are wrong. I still remember that game. That game. Was yeah, funny. I remember that game too. That game was funny. Yeah. I don't <laughs> the know. Logo, I think the logo, logo in the bus victory lap from the I, opening I, snap. Yo, <laughs> I, I think that was that that whole year because that was COVID year. Like, I think that was just a COVID thing because I remember uh, Malcolm Butler going to Baltimore and stepped on the Ravens logo when the Titans and the Ravens play. Like. They almost started started fighting before that game started. I'm like, this had to be some COVID shit because everybody was doing that that year. Like everybody stepping on somebody's logo. Get on the couch, nachos, or hot dogs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Getting their red soda flat. Got too much water in the soda in this. <laughs> Get my pellet rifle so I can shoot that horse on the bud like commercial course, like all that. <laughs> Tell you, man, it was just out of control that year. Yeah, it was out of control. What are we talking about? I mean, this is the last week, man. How y'all feeling about it? Yeah, Chief, Chief's been running. The, Chief's been running the West. He only had three losses, I think, in the Mahomes era, and two. I want to say two of them against the Chargers, and one of them was against the the Raiders. Because that the chart on the one the Chargers game that was when uh, they had Sutton and they were all out of whack on defense in the end of that one. Don't and, talk about Bob Sutton on this podcast. And then the other, <laughs> right? And then right. the other one was um, those all those turnovers. That was self. That was all. That was proof. Those a lot of those games were self inflicted right there. Mm-hmm. That was a horrible defense, but that was... defense was god awful, man. We had Orlando Scandrick, you know. Oh, that defense was bad. Atrocious, <laughs> man. Man, he got mad. Don't have nowhere to go and get mad at something that Shannon say to him. Shannon, I'm going to tell you the truth. Why are you sitting here? Go play 13 years. <laughs> no, you got torture, man. Tell him the truth. Why you ain't help him out? <laughs> Why you ain't getting no stops? <laughs> you got torched. <laughs> Orlando scares you to sit his ass down. Man. Yeah, for real, for real. He was decent. He was decent at best and give it to Cowboys. Play 12 yeah, back when he was with Dallas. He was he was a lot better in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he was gonna be one of them in Dallas. Yeah. Yeah, he had some he had some moments in Dallas. He did. He really did. Yeah. 
We came to the Chiefs. It was all over. Yeah, it was over with. <laughs> it was over with. Well, there was a report out. The 33rd put out a thing where they did the AI and they put out the top uh, fan bases in the NFL. Mm. Now, Kansas City, as you look on the graph, they're at number three. Pittsburgh's number one. Green Bay's number two. Buffalo's number four. Seattle's number five. Philly's six. New Orleans, seven. Baltimore, eight. Cleveland, nine. Chicago, ten. Now, I feel like, as much as I can't stand the answers, the Raiders should be higher. And I think Dallas should be higher. I think San Francisco should be higher, too. What are your well, first? Let's tackle how do y'all feel about the Chiefs being number three fan base? Who they put ahead of the Chiefs? Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh and Green Bay. Bay. Nah, Jesus, dude, I mean, the, the record still stands, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's the record that's at Arrowhead, right? Mm-hmm. Just making sure. You know, if it's in Guinness Guinness Book World Record, you know, how can you say those two teams are better? I think it's because of the the terrible towels and the cheese head and all that mess. Now, let's see how good Green Bay looks when they ain't got Aaron Rodgers out there. Now we're talking. (laughs) Now we're talking, buddy. We'll see how good that fan base is when you ain't got that yeah, three, you got number 12 out there. Yes, sir. Talk to him, Chris. Talk let, to Jordan him. Love, let Jordan Love lose some games. Mm-hmm. He's going to be everything but his name. <laughs> we'll see how many cheese heads. You know what I'm saying? He'll be everything but his name. Oh, boy. So, Pittsburgh, I kind of get Pittsburgh. Now, I don't think they're better than us, but Pittsburgh's a top five. Fan base definitely. They I mean, they support they support the Steelers regardless of what is on that field. They yeah. gonna they gonna show up and they show out and they travel. They do yeah. travel. That front office does everything they need to do and everything to make sure they keep their uh fans satisfied. Anyway, there's a re- I mean they don't have losing records. They never had a losing record with Tom. I can't even think the last time they had a losing record period in their organization. I cannot think. Well, we'll call it Tom. It's been a long while. Mm-hmm. I mean, from Chuck Nose to Coward to Tomlin, it's like mm-hmm. they've been the the mm-hmm. staple of consistency. Yep. <laughs> so, so I, you know, I'm not mad at Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Um, Green Bay is a good fan, baby. Like I said, this, y'all had y'all didn't have some breaks, man. That has to do with tradition. Yeah. I mean, you know they, they, were of, they were one of the trad- old school yeah. teams from the yeah. old NFL. And I get it, Vince Lombardi, we hold him in high regard. But if, if your team has the record for the being the loudest stadium in the National Football League, I think the discussion has to start there. Yeah. You know, when you talk about best fan bases and things like that, if your stadium has the Guinness Book of World Record for the loudest, I think, number one, it should automatically start with that team because they have proven that it is too difficult to play there. 
And you've heard players say that their ears are ringing. They have headaches after days after that game is over. Like, the ground is trembling. Like, it affects everything. It is not an easy place to win. Just ain't, man. So Kansas City got to be number one in my book. And that's not just biased. I mean, I don't like the Gators, but I remember a time when the Swamp used to be unbearable for college football teams. Yeah. Swamp no, I, used to be rough. Yeah, I agree. No, I got Kansas City number one. I don't – I like I said, I always – as much as we think they're delusional, I think the Dallas Cowboys should be higher. I think, mm-hmm. I think the Raiders should be higher, even though – they lose. They was in Oakland, definitely. Yeah, yeah, you right. right. San Francisco, I think, should be high. There's a lot yeah. of 49er fans. I got a whole bunch of friends that love the 49ers. They got a big fan base. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, Seattle, have they been the 12 men since Russell Wilson and the Legion of Boom left and all them? Like, do we really, do we like look at Seattle and be like, their fan base is crazy? <laughs> you said Seattle? Yeah. I would put Seattle up there because remember, think about it. It was going back and forth between them and us on the world record shit. You know what I'm saying? But that and was back when they had the Legion of Boom. And that was back when they had the Legion of Boom. Not the like same before, no more. Like before then, like even when they was in the division, like we never looked at Seattle like, oh, that mm-hmm. fan base is crazy. Like, no, mm-hmm. like they was more mm-hmm. Seattle Supersonic fans. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> <laughs> A Mariner fan, like they were. <laughs> Where they put the Eagles at? They were number three. Was they? No, they had three, three. Oh, four, or five. Yeah, it was like four or five. Okay. Philly uh, has a good fan base. They crazy as hell. Yeah, they do. They're ready to boot you in a heartbeat, though. They beat you up. They'll, they'll, boot, they'll boot the fans. They'll tell you the truth. But that's an all sports period, though. That's how Philly is. Whether it be Sixers basketball or, or football or even in baseball, they'll let they'll let you have it as a as a uh, as a player. They gonna let them know. Yeah, yeah. You thought you thought how the uh, New York Yankees did that outfielder some uh, like two years ago was bad? Nah, <laughs> they ready to get you out of there. Ben Simmons is a prime example. As a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about um, the Bears? The number 10. Number 10. I thought Cincinnati was 10. Mm-mm. So what oh, they the Raiders should have been higher though. They should be a little bit higher. I mean, despite you know, they may be trash. Okay, Chicago 10. Where's Cincy at? 20. Okay. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but the yeah. but the Raiders, Raiders and Cowboys should be higher though. Yeah. I, I don't get that. Yeah, I don't get that either. There's, well, as annoying that. as they are, they still should be higher. They should be higher. What about let's see? So we got Philly, uh, Minnesota is trash, in my opinion. I mean, they got their little skull, skull, yeah. Where they put Detroit 17? Mm-hmm. But when Detroit is winning, like that, that dome is hard to play in. Remember the last time Kansas City went there, they just barely made it out. Yeah, that was when the Kelsey that fumble. Turned that fumble like it's a totally different ball game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see. 
Tampa, nah, not so much. Lambeau. Back when Brett Favre was there, I felt like Green Bay was a lot tougher. Oh, of course. Than they was during A Rod. I agree. Because um, back when they had Red, uh, Reggie White and all them, yeah, of course. <laughs> Leroy Butler, <laughs> Terrell Buckley. Yeah. Yeah. I hated them jokers, man. Because they beat the Niners. Mm. They went two candlestick and beat them that year. Brett Favre. I think that was the year they went to the Super Bowl, too. Because they, they turned around and had to go to uh, they Dallas. I think they got Dallas, too, that year. Let me think. Hold on. Green Bay play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because they lost. No, they beat the Patriots that year in the Super Bowl. Then they turned around and they got them. They they beat the Niners again that next year. And that's when they lost to the Broncos. Why? Yeah. We need to break our own record. There's a lot of stuff. I agree with that. Hey, Ron. Hey, hey, Ron. I agree with that, my brother. So I think we need to break our own record. Facts. Yeah, yeah I agree. I agree. Well, I what you gonna do to make it through the rest of this week, man? Work. <laughs> <laughs> Work. Boy, damn bad, man. It's the last week, though, dog. We here. We here, yeah. bro. You going to the training camp? At some point, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna try to hit it. I'm gonna try to get up there. I was, looking, I was looking up tickets too, man. Like, How much the ticket? They weren't that bad. It was like one something. Like one See, but my thing something. is, dog, like, I, I want to go, but I would rather slide up there, like, during the week than on the weekend. You know what I'm saying? Because on the weekend, everybody and their mama going to be there, dog. Yeah, that's what I was looking at. I was looking at trying to get up there, not, like, on, not the, on a Monday. Up there. On a Monday. Yeah. Not everybody's going to be up there, Clarence. Your boy Chief of ain't going to be there. Oh yeah, he got arrested. He, he wasn't never my partner. You know what I'm saying? I ain't, ain't rolling. <laughs> like you decide to fly, though. Let me know for real, for real. Like, yeah. I'll let you know. But I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try and go up there, man. Because mm-hmm. I'd rather go, like I said, during the week than than on the weekend. Saturday. But the last time I went up there on a Saturday was actually the first, the first Super Bowl run. Mm-hmm. Out of control. I but, bet. I no bet. seats in the stands, none of that. Now, mind you, used to go every year up until Alex's last year in Kansas City. Always there. Always great seats. Always great seats. <laughs> Pat come, boy, you can't get no seats nowhere. Everybody smell like alcohol. I'm going to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, All right. we got yeah. one more week, dog. One more week, bro. Yeah, we got one more. We made it. We here now. Yep. Yeah, man. Let's you get it. We here. Get this Chris Jones deal done. Get D hot, baby. Got to, cause next week training camp start. 
Y'all got NFL Network, Chris. You got NFL yep, Network. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, just keep just keep the TV on that station, twenty four seven. Start it next week. Don't don't watch, turn it. Watching them training camps, man. You know, yeah, I watch all of it. I'm gonna put my I'm gonna put that twenty and old banner uh, somewhere discreet. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't gotta be discreet about it. Say it with your chest. Right, right. Well, all right, fellas, let's go ahead and land this thing. If you look down at the bottom, you see the link. Every morning quarterback, our sponsor, emqpodcast.com slash locker dash room. If you go there, you'll see the locker room access of all the podcasts. It's under the every morning quarterback umbrella. They got a 49er one, a Patriots one, a Jets one, and they got ours, Arrowhead Chief Podcast. Click on the banner. You see all of our episodes from the past to the recent ones. Uh, go ahead and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> then they have, they got their own uh, YouTube channel. Actually, they're starting to spark it back up. They had went on a little rest, but they about to start sparking it back up when the season comes. So go ahead and check out their YouTube channel at uh, EMQ Podcast. Um, they talk about everything league wide. They talk about college football, and they give betting tips for the week. So go ahead and uh, check them out. And whatever streaming platform that you use, go ahead and check out the Arrowhead Chief Podcast. We're on all of them from Spotify to Apple to Google to Stitcher, Anchor, Breaker, all of them. We want all of them, baby. Please, please, you need We want all of them. And whatever social media platform you use, whether it be Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok, Go ahead and hit that follow button. We will follow you back. Because Clarence, what's our motto? We're not Hollywood, but if we win the Super Bowl this year, uh, we might be. We might be on a whole nother like atmosphere. <laughs> it, it'll be considered upper crust. Yeah. We yeah. Win this one this year. Anything else is unacceptable. Yo. You know. Just talk to us nice and normal. Just know that. Talk yeah. to us nice and normal. And if you got any feedback, any questions, anything y'all want to throw at us, hit us up, man. We we'll interact with you because we are fans just like you. And we want to give you the best cheese content that we can give y'all. So we fans, but we're not foolish. Exactly. Ty's not here, so we can't send Ty to come beat y'all up. Yeah, you know, send the kid over there. Send the kid over there. Send the kid to come handle y'all. So it's all good. <laughs> all right, fellas. all right, fellas. Until next time. Hopefully, we'll have a contract signing. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's coming. Yep.